bet you I'm gonna be a big star. Might win an Oscar, you can never tell. The movie's gonna make me a big star. Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with uh, the Cinnamon. Uh, we're very happy to have these guys. Who do I have with me? Who is this? <laughs> well, you have one half of the esteemed Cinnamon. Uh, <laughs> the, only, uh, me, the only esteemed half. <laughs> it's me, Daryl Mansell, uh, the host of the Paprika Network, and one of your Cinnamon. Good to have and, you back, Daryl. Good to see man, you. Thanks man. for being here, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> And I'm Douglas Davidson, the uh, founder of Elements of Madness, film review website, and the other half of the cinnamon. I am the lesser known and less esteemed half, and that's how I like it. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and we got some guy in a red shirt that, uh, yeah. that's hanging. Uh, who Expendable. Is that? This that's is a, a, one a way to make that clear. <laughs> For, Fred, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was going to say, this is Freddie Highmore, you know, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> No, Thomas Manning here, contributing writer to Elements of Madness with Mr. Douglas Davidson over there, and uh, yeah, member of the North Carolina Film Critics Association, and that's that's about the extent of my <laughs> credentials at this point. But we're building we're building that resume up a little bit. Yeah, same same credentials I got, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, I'm really glad to have you guys uh, with us on the show. We've had you on Meet Me at the Movies right here on C19 TV separately, but we've never had you together. And the last time we got together, we broke the movie theaters because- <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we were on your show and, uh, and, and we were talking about the movies we were most looking forward to this year. And then a week later, everything stopped. Yep. So, <laughs> so we've had to, uh, we've, we've changed things up a bit on this show. We've had a lot of filmmakers we've been able to interview. We've had other film critics from really all over the world, which has been uh, kind of kind of fun uh, to do that as well. I'm really glad to have you guys. You're just an hour away, and I thought this would be a great time to kind of wrap this part of uh, Meet Me at the Movies up before we get going back into the studios, which will be pretty soon. So we're glad you're here. Uh, thanks for joining us. Was, thanks um, for having us. Well, I'll tell you what he got, said. <laughs> well, we've got about, uh, I'm looking at the list of films on the rundown, and we've got 212 films to try to knock out. So... Uh, we've got seven seconds per film, if I did my math correctly. So, uh, <laughs> so Douglas, I think you are uh, on deck first, uh, and you're going to be talking about uh, this new uh, Tom Hanks film that should have been in theaters. Absolutely. It was originally supposed to be released by Sony, I believe, before it got shipped over to Apple TV. A film called Greyhound, which he actually wrote the screenplay for. He adapted it from the C.S. Forrester story, The Good Shepherd. It's historical fiction uh, where Hanks plays a brand new commander leading an envoy of ally ships. This film, when it works, is very, very intense. The camera work stays right with Hanks. You really don't get to know any of the other members of the crew. There's a couple of faces you'll recognize. But it jumps nonstop almost from event to event to event with this destroyer moving up and down the envoy. And when it's working, you are right on the edge of your seat. But there are definitely some times where you almost want more of a breath. You wish that there was a little bit more of an opportunity to get to know these characters. But working off of Hanks, you, it, you really buy in quickly. Okay, It'll be cool. a good watch at home. Awesome, awesome. And where can people find this? 
right now it's just going to be on Apple TV Plus. So if you're a subscriber of Apple TV Plus, you can watch it come Friday, July 10th. Okay, which uh, <laughs> if you're watching this on July 11th or 12th or 13th, then you can watch it now. Yes, so. you can. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what, what grade would you give this on a report card A to F? Uh, B plus. B plus. All right, B plus for, is it Greyhound or the Greyhound? Greyhound. Okay, because I always mess up my articles. Is it like the <laughs> quiet place or a quiet place? <laughs> a expendable? No articles with this one. <laughs> okay, awesome. Greyhound uh, with Tom Hanks, not Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Hanks, and it is on Apple TV+. Plus. All right, uh, Daryl, man, you've got some stuff you've been watching on Netflix, and you were telling me about this uh, this thing about these uh, insects that like to attack people, killer bees, or something. What, what's going on with that? Uh, close, but not quite. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's called the Wasp <laughs> Network. It uh, debuted on Netflix about uh, three-ish weeks ago on June 19th. It's directed by Olivier Assayas. It's got Penelope Cruz, Edgar Ramirez, Gael Garcia Bernal, uh, Wagner Mora on Narcos, and Ana de Armas. It's about Cuban spies who defect to the U.S. and infiltrate anti-Cuban organizations to thwart from within. So you see the lives of these operatives and their machinations, wheels within wheels, and the strain it takes on their personal lives. It kind of focuses on Edgar Ramirez's character and his uh, his relationship to his wife, who's played by Penelope Cruz, who doesn't quite know what he's doing. The country thinks he's a traitor, so the, the tension is strained there. Uh, good directing, a hair shy of just over two hours. It might be uh, two hours and three minutes long, so if you're looking for something for a Friday night, it's, it's worth checking out. I think there's maybe 20 or so minutes that can be cut from the middle. The middle kind of lags when the perspective shifts over to Walker uh, Mora and uh, Ana de Armas' character, the, their whole relationship. But if you're a fan of plots within plots, espionage, intrigue, is something you might find interesting. I, uh, I think I'd give it a B minus. I'd throw a grade on it. Okay, B minus, and I think if Thomas watched it, he'd give it like a B plus just because of Anna de, Anna de Armas. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's a good reason. It's a good reason. Yeah, great reason. <laughs> All right, awesome. And that is uh, on Netflix, and it's called Wasp Network. It's not the Wasp Network, just Wasp Network. Just Wasp. Found that it's based on a true story. I had no idea. Unlike Greyhound, which is a fictional not, it's a, a fictional historic historic fiction. Historical fiction. fiction. Thank you. All right. I know you get it. All right. Good job. Yeah. Good job. Right. Yeah, yeah. I studied up. <laughs> All right, Thomas. Uh, you've got uh, got one that's uh, from Act Thirteen Studios, I think. Writer director Aaron Fisher also maybe stars in this film. Yeah, that's correct. Uh, so he's the writer director and he stars in the lead role. And um, in real life, he has bipolar depression, OCD and ADHD and the character he's playing has all those as well. So it's basically um, a therapeutic passion project for him. And um, the story is not entirely a true story, but just it's influenced by events that have happened in his life. And um, really interesting perspective. Um, you don't really get a ton of representation from either writers, directors or actors that are struggling with things like that, or at least not in mainstream. And uh, this one is available on Amazon Prime. Um, it's one that it's definitely acquired taste. It has, um, it's just kind of a different kind of vibe that you have to settle into. But um, I still think it's worth checking out just for the uh, creative aspect and uh, knowing how much it meant to the writer director. Um, 
And let's see, I would probably give it a uh, solid B. Um, some of the pacing was a little bit off. Uh, it's 90 minutes long, but I still felt they probably could have trimmed it out a little bit or just edited down certain portions. Um, but just for the authenticity and accuracy in the script and the performances, um, you know, portraying those type of issues, I thought it was a pretty phenomenal in that regard. So. Okay, and the, the name of the film is called Inside the Rain, is that right? That is right, yeah, Inside the Rain. Okay, and there's the word the. The, that's <laughs> <show up. That's laughs> there is a, um, another film that, that deals with, with bipolar depression that I saw back in 2014. Just wanted to mention this. If you have not seen Mark Ruffalo in a film called Infinitely Polar Bear, it was one of the best films that flew under the radar in 2014, and I highly recommend that. Uh, Zoe Zolanda is in this as well. And uh, Infinitely Polar Bear is the name of that one. Uh, there is a new film out um, by director Rod Lurie that I want to talk about. Um, this film is um, based on a true story. Uh, this is based on a true story, uh, and it's an account written by Jake Tapper. Uh, Jake Tapper's a reporter, investigative journalist, put together this, this huge, huge book uh, on the story of war and it's really a film about facing odds, um, searching for purpose, uh, and, and also about loyalty. I love the acting in this film. Um, a, a, a cast of, yes, of names like, okay. um, you know, Sons of Gibson, Sons of Eastwood <laughs> show up in this film. Um, I love the acting. I love the action set pieces. The action set pieces blew me away, especially the last half hour or so. Really incredible. Uh, it's a it's a human drama that I was really drawn into. And Douglas, you and I talked about this kind of um, off air, basically, that the immersive nature of this film was breathtaking. And it was hard to catch your breath when you were watching it. It's raw, it's real. Uh, and I found it a really an engaging war epic and uh, a, class, a claustrophobic snapshot of what it must have been like to have been surrounded by enemies on all sides and not knowing if you're going to get out alive and realizing that you're in the midst of something you should have never been in the midst of as far as where this outpost was. The outpost uh, is the name of this film. Um, giving this a, an A rating. Douglas, you want to uh, add any additional comments to it? Uh, just that if you have the ability to watch this on a solid sound system, take advantage of it. The biggest TV you've got in the house, the best sound system you've got. Uh, it is almost a documentary-like style that Lurie takes with the film. And it, he keeps you as inside this compound as possible, inside the action, wherever the action takes place. So you want to make sure you've got the best sound system. Don't watch this on your laptop or, or any other sort of mobile device if you can handle a tablet, et cetera. If you can watch it on a big setup, please do it. And also watch it in a dark, dark place because there are some scenes that take place at night. Uh, and uh, I think that will help with this. And if you want to check out an interview with Rod Lurie talking about this, go over to Elements of Madness. Uh, Douglas has an interview set up there that you can check out as well. Uh, Rod's a great guy, and we really appreciate him taking the time to, to spend with us. Absolutely. All right, Douglas, uh, man, we are, we are just, <laughs> we're just rocking and rolling through this thing. Uh, there's a, a film that you got in advance on, uh, The Old Guard, uh, yes. Sharon, uh, really excited about uh, her in anything. Uh, and I love her in action films as well. So let's get some of your thoughts from The Old Guard. 
She is fantastic in this. I am not familiar with the graphic novel that The Old Guard is based on. And Daryl, you have a great deep well of knowledge when it comes to comics, so you might be able to color in some of this if if I misspeak. But this is directed by Gina Prince uh, Blythewood, if I'm pronouncing that right. She did The Secret Life of Bees and a few others. From what I've seen from her catalog, action is not a thing that she's necessarily done. This film is fantastic. And it works in a lot of different levels. It is a solid action film. It is a solid film in terms of a narrative exploring what exactly it means to be immortal, what it means to be in this world and part of this world. It explores uh, love and romance in a very natural and evocative kind of way. And the action sequences are in some cases quite inspired. And uh, Charlize Theron is fantastic. Kiki Lane, most people will probably know from If Beale Street Could Talk, and she was amazing in that. She plays a Marine in this one. So she goes from sort of this gentle love interest, if you will, stuck in a drama, to um, being the one that saves the day in the third act. And she gets such an amazing third act. Um, but there's, if anybody saw Aladdin and ever heard the term hot Jafar, you will continue that thought when you watch The Old Guard, because Marwan Kazari, he plays one of two people that are in a relationship, and he is so wonderful and has such, he has such a wonderful speech, it about stopped my heart. Wow. So wow. It, it is a great action story, but it also has some wonderful pathos in it, and it hits Netflix. It's a Netflix original that um, lands on July 10th, and I would give this an A. An A rating, and Absolutely. the name of that is, uh, what's the name of it? The Old Guard. The Old Guard. I went back, and just because I could, I went back and rewatched some of the action sequences. It's good stuff. It's and good it stuff. Is, and it is The Old Guard. The Old Guard. <laughs> Man, we're getting all sorts of articles uh, in uh, this particular show of Meet Me at the Movies. Uh, we're gonna take a, a quick break. Uh, we're, we're halfway through, which is pretty, pretty nuts. Uh, but we've been churning through this. When we come back, we're going to get some reviews from the vault uh, with, uh, with Daryl going back to, uh, to Harrison Ford uh, in, in a little adventure film that some may have heard of. And, and Thomas got to check out uh, an odd superhero film for the first time, and he, uh, he's going to give us some thoughts from that as well. And then uh, we're going to talk about Hamilton, and uh, we're going to go into our hot topic. Uh, all that and probably nothing else after this quick intermission on Meet Me at the Movies. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Hi everyone. At CCC, students are busy registering for the fall semester. We are staying flexible with how we offer classes in person and online so we can meet students' needs and interests. Our team can help you enroll, apply for financial aid, register, and get the answers you need. We continue to monitor COVID-related news and do everything we can to safeguard the well-being of our students, employees, and visitors. So come join us, register now, and keep moving forward. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
CCC, we're all about training students for exciting careers. Our Barber Academy is a great example. Did you know jobs for barbers, stylists, and other related fields are increasing? Competition for the best jobs will be strong. With your CCC training, you'll have a definite edge. Our courses give you the skills and knowledge you need to sit for North Carolina's Apprentice Barber Exam. To move up the ladder, you need at least one year of on-the-job training before you take the state's registered barber exam. If you pass, it's official. You'll be a registered barber. While private barber schools can cost $10,000 or more, CCC makes it affordable. Plus, you can complete our Barber Academy in only 15 months. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning II here with Daryl Douglas and Thomas. Uh, the Cinnamon, of course, Thomas has not been invited to be part of the Cinnamon, but... Um, not yet. Not He's yet. gunning for it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> it's not going to happen. For those not until I retire. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to sneak you in, Thomas. Well, right. I, t I tell you, we are glad to have you guys back, and thanks for having us on your show uh, as well, back before the pandemic really kicked into high gear. Uh, again, it's your fault. And, uh, <laughs> so, um, no, no, just, uh, let's just tell it like it is. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, now is a, a good time uh, because of the pandemic to, to go back and revisit some old films, uh, some classics, or find some things maybe you never saw before. And so we're going to go do some reviews from the vault. Uh, Daryl, uh, dive in and talk about this Harrison Ford film, and then we'll go to Thomas to talk about a, a film he'd never seen before. Yeah, uh, scrolling through Netflix a couple days ago. Um, and happened across, I forgot that Raiders of the Lost Ark is on Netflix. Um, now, earlier this year, to kick the year off, I, I did a show called 100 for 100, 100 movies I think everyone should watch for the first time. I uh, gave it a 100-word review the first 100 days of the year. My number one film was Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, I think that there is not an ounce of fat that can be trimmed from this movie. Uh, Spielberg and George Lucas hearkening back to their serials of the 50s uh, to try to capture that, that tone and vibe, that feel of adventure. Uh, I think I brought it up on an episode of Cinnamon recently. We get a lot of action these days. We don't get a lot of adventure movies. And that's sorely lacking. We haven't really had that since the good Pirates of the Caribbean movies, really. You got to really, you know, dig to find a good swashbuckle. And that's what this is. You know, you always hear the the, the criticisms of you take indie out and nothing changes. I disagree with that. There's a couple of things that, that definitely will change for probably the worst if you take indie out of the movie. But that still being said, it's Harrison Ford at his finest. You can tell he's having fun with the role. And it's just a, a romp from beginning to end. It's perfect to sit down on the couch, grab some popcorn, enjoy Absolutely. And so your rating for that, a solid A+. Plus. Solid A+. Plus. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Raiders of the Lost Ark, you can check that out on Netflix. And uh, you can also check it out behind Thomas. He'll pull the uh, DVD down, the Blu-ray, and send that to you. <laughs> we <laughs> actually right, don't have it on Blu-ray. It's just standard DVD. So we what? need to upgrade that. Yeah, yeah. Man, you got you got some problems with your dad. You got to talk to him. <laughs> He'll probably do a 4K release. Just, just wait for the quadruple set. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas, let's talk about this film Chronicle that you had never seen. And uh, I said, Thomas, let's check this out. Yeah, yeah. So uh, directed by Josh Trank, it was his uh, directorial debut. And then a few years later, he tried to venture into a big studio picture with the Fantastic Four reboot, which just did not translate. It wasn't his fault. It was, you know, Fox that kind of messed that one up. And he's recently had Capone with um, 
uh, Hardy that was just released a couple weeks ago. But this was, I think, this truly exemplified what he's capable of, um, kind of a found footage style superhero vigilante type film. Um, and But really, once you get it down to it, the science fiction aspect isn't really what's important about it. It focuses on the story of the characters and um, some of the character arcs within this are absolutely phenomenal. Um, and this, in many ways, um, this reminded me of what Brightburn from last year was trying to be. And um, I didn't think Brightburn lived up to what uh, Chronicle accomplished. Um, and it just blew me away. It was perfectly paced. It was less than an hour and a half. and um, But I don't think I would have wanted any more or any less than what they gave me. Um, $12 million, million dollar budget and capitalized on that with like $126 million at the worldwide box office. And uh, so I think the shows with low budget filmmaking, definitely I would recommend Chronicle. Um, I'm glad that you recommended it, Dad, and that we sat down to watch it. Um, it really just uh, thrilling in many ways. Yeah, I'm with you, Thomas. Um, the, uh, especially the character arcs really were just amazing in this. If you look at it just solely from from the character's perspective. Um, yeah, I, I, it was just as enjoyable for me watching it a second time, third, fourth, fifth time. I've forgotten how many times I've seen it. Uh, have you guys seen Chronicle as well? Oh yeah, downstairs, yep. own it, absolutely. Yep. Michael B. Jordan is phenomenal yes. in that. Yeah. And Dean yes. DeHaan is perfectly cast. Yeah, Thomas, what is your rating for this? Oh, uh, let's see, what I, uh, A minus, we'll give an A minus. Okay. A minus for Chronicle, uh, if you wanna go back and revisit that. Uh, there is a new film uh, that I want to talk about that has, has been getting all the hype for years um, because it, it's a Broadway-type musical. It, it's, it's one of those kind of inspiring musicals that speaks to our time. It speaks to historical times. Uh, the film is called Hamilton, and, uh, you know, I, the buzz on it was, was so huge. I, I asked myself, can this live up to it? Because I had never seen it live before. Uh, I had heard the songs. Uh, I had uh, read many things about it. So uh, I sat and watched two hours, 40 minutes worth uh, of this piece that really was inspiring. It, it does capture the birth of our nation uh, in, in, in many ways uh, through I thought, wonderful acting, uh, the music quite memorable, uh, choreography just absolutely marvelous. The writing was stellar across the board and uh, it asked this story question really kind of what are you willing to do to get your shot or to take advantage of opportunities that was the story question that i was left with uh, it was riveting and it was worth uh, why it was worth sitting and watching for two hours and 40 minutes um, i'm reminded of just how much uh, I love musicals, and I, I would not consider myself a huge musical fan of someone that just watches every musical, but the past few years, as musicals have come out, I found myself loving them and loving so many different aspects of them. So um, maybe that's because back in high school, I, I performed Scrooge the Musical and Little Abner. Um, and so maybe, maybe my high school days are coming back to me, but a solid A-plus for me for Hamilton, uh, well worth watching if you want to take the time. Um, and, and especially this time of year, it was really great, great to see this film. Other thoughts or comments on Hamilton, if anybody's checked that out? It, it, it absolutely lived up to the hype. I've been listening to the soundtrack for a few years now and actually watching it. Uh, I'd heard people describe being moved to tears seeing it live. 
that very much happened to me repeatedly throughout it. And having watched it now twice since, uh, since I've watched it twice since it released and being able to see even more things, the depth at which Lin-Manuel Miranda not only has with the lyrics of the songs, but with the costuming, the staging, and as far as what all of the ensemble is doing, they all have a backstory and it is incredible. Uh, we do have time for a hot topic. We've got about four minutes, so we will dive through this. Uh, here's the hot topic. If a composer would score your life, who would that composer be and why? And Daryl, we will start with you. All right, then I'm going with uh, Ludwig Göransson, the Swedish cat who uh, composed Black Panther, Creed. He did, I think, all, if not most, of The Mandalorian as well. And he is scoring the upcoming Tenet, which we will see in 2073. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and, well, and yeah, why? No. Why? Why? Uh, I just, his music, his music moves me, man. Okay. Uh, when when there's something that's happening, I'm just like, I, I feel it. You know, music is meant to enhance. He does a very good job of that. Awesome. Awesome. All right, Douglas, what about you, bud? Uh, for me, uh, unfortunately, my composer is not with us anymore. He passed away in 2003, but Michael Kamen, uh, his music, he scored films that basically created my childhood. Uh, the Last Action Hero, The Last Boy Scout, The Iron Giant, The Three Musketeers, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, Hudson Hawk, Roadhouse. These are all films that he has touched and so many more that uh, we used to just listen to the scores of these movies by themselves. I mean, he even worked with Metallica and S&M <laughs> is a phenomenal two disc if you if you can find it these days. But uh, his music just always, it basically was the background music to my childhood. So that's why I would choose him. Awesome, awesome. Thomas, what about you, bud? Uh, so mine isn't nearly as deep as what y'all described, but I'm gonna go with Howard Shore. And, you know, the reason I pick Howard Shore, you know, Lord of the Rings composer, and he's worked with Scorsese, like Gangs of New York, is no matter what I'm doing, he would find a way to make what I was doing seem epic and just, like, magnificent. Like, I could just be walking through a field with nobody around me, and he, you know, that's basically what Lord of the Rings is. That's people walking through fields. <laughs> <laughs> he'd, find a, yeah, he'd find a way to make my life seem a whole lot more interesting than it is so so that's um so yeah i'll go with howard shore <laughs> good choice good choice thomas yeah. well i would go with this collaborative team um, of randy edelman and trevor jones they did a soundtrack called last of the mohicans uh, now separately they worked on things like uh, gettysburg dragon heart cliffhanger runaway train the dark crystal but together when they did mohicans they captured epic which is what I think anybody's story is epic, no matter who they are. Everybody's story is epic in some way. Um, their collaboration also found a way to capture adventure, fun, uh, and drama, and basically life. And so those are the uh, two composers I would have to collaborate for the uh, score of my life. I appreciate uh, everybody who decided to stick around for these 30 minutes. <laughs> really, thank you. Thank I you very much. <laughs> you can uh, email us at info at c19.tv. I do want to thank uh, Douglas and Daryl from the Cinnamon for joining us and Thomas Manning. Uh, so uh, so Daryl and Douglas, uh, either one of you, uh, give me uh, a place where people can find your podcast and other work about you. Go for it, Doug. 
Okay. You can find the Cinnamon Podcast on the Paprika Podcast Network, usually on SoundCloud. You can find all the different shows that Daryl hosts, as well as his legion of co-hosts that he uh, has all those shows there. And you can always find my reviews on elementsofmadness.com. And for the movie quote of the week, I think this is one of Daryl's uh, favorite uh, movie quotes. This does come from Twilight. Uh, and um, <laughs> this, uh, this is Edward uh, speaking to Bella. You better hold on tight, spider monkey. So, um, <laughs> so until next time, for uh, Media the Movies right here on C19 TV and uh, WGWG.org, that's a wrap. Want change? Like things the way they are? Use your rights and vote. Take a stand for your beliefs. Why wouldn't you vote? Don't make excuses. It's not every day you can take a stand on community, state, and national issues. Think your vote won't change anything? In 2008, only 3,632 votes separated the presidential race in the state of Missouri. 3,632. Every vote counts. Speak up. Only you can silence your voice. Go to your local polling place and be heard on this election day.